I'm talking. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. The little chick she could do in one of those big envelopes and not a box. Because those... This is the press box. Those big envelopes, you know, you can fit a lot in those big envelopes, like the puffy ones, and then they can expand. You throw a few chicks in there, they'd be okay, probably. With Grady and Bischoff. Stop trying to save money shipping your chickens in. <laughs> On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. It's a Thursday. Ed, Tyler, Lindsay, Jared. Is this the morning zoo, or is that not something we talked about? I think Danny has to be here. Yeah, when Danny's Danny here, it's the morning yeah, zoo. Yeah, I can't do the degenerate gambling bit. Yeah. He, that's all him. That's all him, so yeah. we're not really I can't the do math. Zoo. We know this. We established that's this on true. Tuesday. That's true. <laughs> the morning zoo is when we have less microphones than we have people in the studio. Mm. You hear people screaming from yeah. behind? Well, people. we hear that anyways, because Jared will shut his own mic off and then just keep talking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> just laughing. That <laughs> <laughs> happens anyways. The first bite. Will the Raiders regret not picking up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option? I don't think, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't see Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels as people who regret very much. <laughs> no. I think they kind of built it. I think they built the team the way they wanted to build it, and I just don't see them as, like, sitting here now saying, oh, he's playing well. Why didn't we give him that option? Like, I just don't see them saying that. You don't think McDaniels regrets Tim Tebow? Well, that was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't talk about that time very much. And think about just the running back position in general and how it's been devalued over the last ten years. So, like, how many running backs do you get the fifth year option picked up? Isn't Saquon Barkley not playing on a fifth year option as well? He was the number two overall pick a few years right. ago, and so they're expendable. As crappy as that is to say, you would probably think more money is going to tight end positions, to wide, wide receiver positions. And so you're like, we can find another running back later in the draft and and a good athlete at that. So the interesting part about this is that the Raiders just gave him 28 carries and Josh McDaniels after the game said he's the best runner I've ever been around. You would think the best runner you've ever been around. Say that to Danny Woodhead's face. Exactly. Would get a fifth year option. And, but they didn't give that to him. So I'm curious what they're going to do with Jacobs because just because he doesn't get the fifth year option doesn't mean they can't give him another contract right. Right. after right. this season. But I kind of think they are going to use Josh Jacobs a lot and then let him walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically say, yeah, running backs have a finite number of snaps. We're going to use as many out of you as we can. And then somebody and else we've can got pay Zemir White coming from behind. Right. Yep. That's my sort of expectation of what they're going to do with Josh Jacobs this year. Is, yeah, go ahead. Have a big season. Somebody else can give you the three-year, $30 million deal yeah. or whatever. Running would back by being. committee. That's what they yeah. do in New England yeah. all the time. Yeah. But I do I do wonder if they're going to give other guys more carries. Like, do we? Because here's the idea in my mind. Jacobs plays this year. Jacobs is the number one running back. And then they let him go because they're not, they're not going to pay a running back whatever Josh Jacobs would get if he has a great season. But then you go into next season and you drafted Zamir White this year. You can't, I don't know, can you go into next season with Zamir White as your preferred number one back without giving him significant carries this year? I mean, I think they believe they can. Yeah. I think they believe Coach they can. Coach him up. Just get some reps. <laughs> yeah. Get a couple of more hours that's in what, the classroom. That's what OTAs are yeah. about. That's what OTAs are about. We need a full off season <laughs> yeah. to really make sure we're, we're diligent about yeah. all of the, the packages we need to install. They could install them now. Yeah. 
could well, give them carries. They're, they're, they're swimming with a lot of weight, right? You're trying to tread water with the sweatsuit on. It's not exactly uh, uh, an efficient Is that stroke. what being one and three is? I, that's what I would think it is. <laughs> you just you're, went for you're not drowning yet. Yeah, he just went for 144. I think they're going to stay with him. But if that's the logic, you have to bring him back next year. It's one game. If your logic yeah. is, hey, they won because of Josh Jacobs, you can't let that guy I go. Just, I don't think I'm, they, I I'm think with you. They're give, not going to pay him. Right. But I think if, if the idea is, hey, Josh Jacobs is so good, we have to give him 28 carries, then if that guy's so good, you have to bring him back. And I think they don't believe that. He, yeah. I think they believe Zamir White could do that. I think they believe, hey, we could give Zamir White 28 carries and we would get the same result. He's not so good that he's untouchable right now. Yeah. He's not. No. No, he had one game. Yeah, he's had one game and he's had injury problems in the past. Right. And last year, he had trouble swimming through contact. I mean, we've seen a better step so far this season, but can you stay healthy? Can you continue yeah. to do this as the competition gets stiffer and hopefully they get a couple more wins? Yeah, we'll see about the wins. Yeah. Calm down over there. Um, <laughs> Asterisk. The other player and their playing time, uh, Max Crosby. This is a fun stat. Vic Taver tweeted out. He's playing 94% of the Raiders defensive snaps so far this Good season. Lord. That would be a career high by percentage if he were to do that the entire season. Do they need to rotate more? Do they need Max Crosby playing a few less I mean, snaps a game? Can Chandler, Stone, can Chandler Jones start playing? I mean, because I think if you have something on the other side, you might be able to rotate him out more. This this is the one. Like, I think you can afford to rotate Josh Jacobs out. I think you can give yes. Zamir White or Brandon Bolden or even Amir, Amir Abdullah, Abdullah some more carries, some more touches. I don't know right now that they can afford it with Max Crosby right. because Chandler Jones hasn't been very good which means if you're taking Max Crosby out of the game and Chandler Jones is not that effective, you're now putting in Cleveland Furl or Malcolm Kuntz and expecting one of those two guys to give you some Pressure. production. Yeah. Which, because they're not getting home. We, we've established oh. that with the line that the sacks aren't exactly falling from the trees. No, they got five and he's got yeah, four he's of them. Right. Well, well, and on, them. on this to first stat, the same thing. It says Crosby 13.1% or pressure rate ranks 10th out of 61. You can't take that out until you start seeing a diminished value of that particular performance. You keep him in as much as you can. Yeah. He's a young guy. Or a better performance from others. Correct. Right. <laughs> the, the idea is that he and Chandler Jones were going to be good this year. Right. And yep. if you have two good ones, you can afford to have one of them off the field. Right. Not again, it's not going to be a lot, but if Crosby snaps go from 94% to 85% or something like that, you're going to save some snaps, save his body for the rest of the season. Cause the big concern for both of these guys, Crosby and Josh Jacobs to me is, are they going to make it through the entire season? Right. We see running backs all the time, never make it through the entire season. Right. Edge defenders, more likely to get through the they season. They play but, through different things. Right. Right. But like right. Bosa's hurting in LA. Guys yeah. guys mm -hmm. get hurt. And to me, the big question is can they get through a whole season and is what the Raiders doing early in the year actually sustainable? Because if you knew Crosby was going to be healthy the whole year, you he'd play a hundred percent of the snaps. Right. You, you'd never right. take him off the field. But it's better to play that guy eighty five percent of the snaps. That way he's better in weeks 16, 17, and 18, whereas if you're playing him 94, 95% of the time, he's more likely to wear down. He's more likely to be hurt at some point this season. And from what we've seen so far, they can't afford that. Like, imagine this defense without Max Crosby right now. Would not be good. Like, is anybody getting within a five feet of the quarterback? Nate Hobbs no. on a blitz. <laughs> Facts. He's, he's, Just got to hope that the quarterback throws it into the ground. It's exactly. a little bit too scared. <laughs> so it's just, it feels like they are maximizing the snaps for their best players right now, when that's probably not going to pay off very well down the road, unless of course 
Zamir White is perfectly capable of stepping in and having 28 carries, or they start getting something from Chandler Jones. Like, that's the big one. It's get, they got to get something from Chandler. They've got to get average or better production from Chandler Jones. Otherwise, Crosby's probably going to be on the field yeah. the entire time. And the urgency is so high with just the hole that they've dug themselves into, but you have to keep throwing Chandler in there and be like, we need something. We need something to yeah, grip on to. You have to. It's still too early to be like, all right, we're going to start looking at the younger guys and doing some development stuff. It's week four. Yeah. Five. Technically, I don't know. Five. One of those. And remember, Chandler almost got that sack on that one play where that he one would, time. Where, when he was completely left unblocked, <laughs> he almost got there. Uh, you think Max Crosby's having a baby today? I hope I think so. Max I mean, I think his wife mind. is. I think he would. Today's <laughs> Thursday, right? Today would be Thursday. the ideal day to get it done. Um, so yesterday, Max Crosby it was said that his wife is expected to give birth today. Fiance, excuse me. Um, Thursday would be a good day. Wasn't it supposed to be Monday? I thought we originally I, heard it was like on baby to, watch. Yeah, I don't know. I was in a scrum yesterday where that was ninety percent of the questions. Well, why wouldn't it be the big Thursday. time? It's Thursday. Clearly, they're not going with the induction. So, so. Josh McDaniels <laughs> said he was giving tips to Crosby to pass on to his wife. Right. Um, I can't imagine her fiance. I can't imagine being uh, Max Crosby's fiance pregnant and he comes home and says hey you know my coach josh mcdaniels he's got some advice for you oh, i would not be listening to that well I'd you know like, what the advice was well bouncing on a ball yeah bouncing on a football Go for a or walk. A ball. that's what uh yep. he, that's what josh mcdaniels <laughs> told his or uh had with his wife that she bounced up and down on a ball to try to get things going and yeah, I don't know. I, we had going. two of them, and I can't remember anyone bouncing on balls. I might have been doing it because I was so nervous. I might right. have been the one bouncing on the ball. Yeah, right. I, I do have an important question on this. Do athletes need to plan this better? Oh, dear God. Oh, God, come I on. Mean, you hockey put, players basically plan it where they all have it at the same time. Like, they're like the month of October. They get it's married no, at the same time, Yeah, don't oh, 100%. They, like, it is well known within the league that the month of October is baby-making season. Facts. It's a real thing. Right. Why, a where real are the thing. NFL players? You, the the NFL is... season takes five months. I know. There's only five to like, figure it out. Well, it's Count backwards. Get to nine like, months earlier. Should you disrupt everything in your life for your profession? Mm, depends. Like that's it, plan it better. Come on. Just this... just if the kid lands on game day while you're missing the game. We're not we're not Joe Flacco here. Like should let's he, grow up. If the baby is has born not, on Monday. Well, has God, not, he's not time. said what the plan really is. He said there is a plan. There's always a plan, but Should whether you plan. stick to it, eh. whether the baby yeah. sticks yeah. to it, the is birth plan is the plan different. until a baby decides yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Should he miss the game if the baby's born the same day that they're playing a game? You mean should he fly home and yeah, see not, the birth? Not play for Kansas, not play against Kansas City. Should he be present for the birth? Yes. Yeah, you're asking yeah. the wrong person if you're looking at me. You want you, you ready for my opinion? Uh, oh God, God. Oh is it going to be terrible? I was not is it going to be terrible this morning? No, no, I'm going to surprise you. So. In this instance, to me, it's you look at what's more rare. Max Crosby is going to play in more regular season NFL games than he is going to have children. We're doing yes. the math on mm. it. So you go. That's the math you can do. Yeah. I'm just like. That's the math so, you can birth do. Birth of your child yes. or athletic competition. So you go and you be there for the birth of the child. Yes. However, if this was a playoff game, I'd think the opposite. If this oh, was a postseason boy. game, Max Crosby might not play in as many postseason games as he's going to have children. Well, thankfully, he plays for the Raiders, so they only go every <laughs> 20 years. So 
He can get all the kids that he wants. But, He'd be Antonio Cromartie. But he, he's going to play in a ton oh. of regular season games. Perfectly fine. Miss one. No worries about it. If it was a postseason game, I'd have the complete opposite reaction. I'm not going to change my reaction. No, but I have I, two children. It doesn't. <laughs> doesn't no. compute. That's just not something Nothing that we can. With yeah, that. you can't. You're going to yeah. live with We're that for to... the rest of your life. I mean, that's like almost a, an appendix to the Tom Brady handbook. I would totally skip my child's birth for this, but you know. Yeah. No. You're still going just... to see the kid. Like he's going to be there the next day. You don't want that particular calculus hold that holding over your head your entire life. You'll no, have I'm, that I'm, for forever. You're going to be with the kid for the rest of the kid's life. Or rest but of they will life, always probably. be able to say, In you skipped my birth the kid's for not this. Remember? Oh, he'll be They'll told. Know. Oh, the mom, They'll know. The first time yes. the mom is mad As at the dad. As a kid who grew up yes. with multiple Christmases, you absolutely bring that to the table. <laughs> I have no idea if my dad was in the room when I was born. You don't ask? Couldn't tell you. Why oh, would I didn't care? You find out all the information. You have blackmail material to cultivate. Let's Why go. Why would I care if he was Why in the room you when care? I was born? Oh, my God. Dad was I there? don't remember it. Oh, no. You didn't want, you didn't want both parents there? I was born, Ed. It's not like <laughs> no, I yeah, knew no. coming you out know, of the You don't no, want to know if your wrong. dad was in there being supportive as your yeah, mom was exactly. literally pooping you're out wrong. a human being? They're divorced now. What's okay. the matter well, then? I don't <laughs> think that's the correct anatomy. <laughs> want to explain the is... anatomy to me, Jared? <laughs> no. Babies should not care. <laughs> You've been in a birthing room before? <laughs> Unfortunately. That's All right. Oh, well, then okay. there's that. All right. Taylor's assistants and midwife, were those your two previous jobs? <laughs> No, there was just, uh, I took a physiology class that uh, was like, hey, we're going to go see this live. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Oh, this is what this is. Do you look directly into it? Or do you look away and stand to the side? What'd you do? Where were you at? We were behind the doctor. Behind the I doctor. don't think we had much of an option. Okay. Just, right. I'm just trying to wow. figure out. It's a little what, scary. Where was that class? I don't know what, what type of baptism we're dealing Who's with that? over there. Jared might be 70. <laughs> where was that class? College? Yeah, well, I took a summer school at Ozark Technical College. They Who's mostly boots on the ground. Oh, they yeah. mostly they doing at Ozark. Yeah. They mostly train nurses. Oh, there you go. And I was just trying to get a science credit. Hey, at least you, you can say you've been in there. Science credit. Jeez. Won't, be, it won't be scary when you come uh, to that particular intersection in your life again. I just had right. to go to a biology lab once a week to get a science. And I just credit. had to kind of dissect a frog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys had frogs? We had fetal pigs because it was the closest thing to human beings. I was like, why are we doing this? Is that accurate? It's apparently. Yeah. yeah they're huh. pretty much anatomically identical. Coming up next. Call your mom about it. We get into some Golden Knights. <laughs> Doesn't he play about 23 minutes as it is? So he's, he's uh, that'll be interesting. I, I understand it when you're down in a game. You know, you want to attack oriented guys, but it'll be interesting if he he's out there when it's tied or ahead. I'd keep an eye on that. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Lindsey Brown is in today. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Jeff Erickson of Rotowire is going to answer your fantasy football questions. You can text them to us now. The text line is 69187. Type ESPN and then whatever your fantasy football question is and send that to 69187. And we will have Jeff Erickson answer your fantasy football questions in about 10 minutes. Uh, now, Golden Knights play another preseason game tonight, but... I wanted to go back to the last preseason game, and we talked about this yesterday with Bruce Cassidy 
and basically him going out of his way to dump on the fourth line and say that they're not anywhere close to where they need to be. But I was a little intrigued by when he was talking about the fourth line and talking about William Carlson and the role that they're going to play. And Lindsay, my, my thought was, is Bruce Cassidy actually going to expect his fourth line or maybe not because they're not any good, his third or fourth line to play significant minutes against the other team's top lines in a, hey, go prevent them from scoring whatever, three shifts a period or whatever that amounts to. I don't know if I look so much as playing significant minutes. I look at it, can we task these guys with certain responsibilities, significant responsibilities, because that's what you're looking for, especially from William Carlson, who's certainly getting the short end of the stick of all of the changes that are going on in this team. And they're, in a way, putting him in a bad spot, trying to elicit, come on, show us what you got. Bring your game to another level and and be a defensive shutdown center because for a team that has a lot of goal scoring to make up for considering what they've lost, those top six, we already got people say, well, maybe we don't worry as much about the back checks. I hate that. I hate all of that type of mentality, but you need to have those bottom six take care of their responsibilities because a lot of the times when you're going through penalty kills, when you're going through those tougher minutes, those are the guys you're going to pluck from, and then they also have to go on their 5v5 assignments and not be a minus. And so that's just kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. Do you think of all the changes that have been made that Carlson's been the fairest? That's a tough question. That's a tough question for me because I'm I'm a little bit more critical of, of Carlson than probably most people. And I think that's because I wasn't here for the first season. I didn't see the Wild Bill season and so forty seven or whatever. Yeah, it was, and, and and that that offensive output that I just it hasn't been here since I've been here. And it right. just seems that he's not as aggressive as I would like him to be as a centerman. He's not he he doesn't call himself uh, for shots. He he often goes to the outside and that's where I'm looking for that snarl. And that's where the assignment of that third line, which he has been delegated to based off of, we have Jack Eichel in one seat and we have Chandler Stevenson with Mark Stone because they work great together. That's just how it works out. So Carlson, how are you going to find a way to be that big time contributor that you have the last few seasons, just in a different role? Mm-hmm. This is just an evolution of what your playing career is because you're not the young guy that they're hoping to turn into a certain type of flower anymore. We know what you're going to, we're going to yield for the so most this part. This is who he is now. Yeah, you are who you are until you show me otherwise. I don't think he's producing anything if he's playing with Michael Amadio and Ben Hunt. Amadio played well the other night, <sighs> which, is good to, which is good to see because he needs to, good. considering how well Paul, Paul Cotter's playing, you need to have responses from guys like that. You can't just have them treading water when you see somebody making plays, taking hits, and standing up bigger guys than they are because Cotter's just doing all of the things right now. So the idea of William Carlson, third line center, play him with Amadio and Howden, whoever it ends up being sure. for the most part of the year. Sounds nice that, hey, we can trust William Carlson in that line to play against, you know, the top line of the other team every now and then, whatever, and not be a negative. What happens when this team suffers an injury? Because it's going to mm-hmm. happen. It's inevitable. And so if, if the fourth line Bruce Cassidy doesn't think is anywhere close to, to filling that role, uh, which is what he said after the last preseason game, and if William Carlson is a guy that can fill that role, once one of the top centers has to miss a game or two, is there any reason to think the third or fourth line without a William Carlson is going to be able to fill the type of role Bruce Cassidy wants them to fill? Well, I, I think that's a question for every hockey team. Whenever you have like that next man up, what does it leave behind? And, and you got to think that him calling out mostly like Nick Waugh and, and Keegan Coles are there because they both had A's on their jerseys for, for a reason in that game. And that's another thing I wrote. I'm like, you have A's on the jerseys for white cloud and, and Waugh, but not Carlson during a preseason game. Like, what does that tell you? 
And because Nick Waugh is a guy that has been given, at least last season, more opportunities to play top six minutes than he probably ever would have been able to earn in his career just because of all the injuries. And you want to see progress there. You want to see, are you still thinking that game in that same speed and can make those plays? And then if we do need you to step up, can you do that? And it be almost like a seamless transition. Um, that remains to be seen. That's one of my biggest questions about these two players because they're the two guys that I think are tasked with the lion's share of making up for the scoring that is now missing in the, the Donoff and Pacioretty yeah. absence. And so the team is going to sink or swim on this top six, but if they can't take care of the responsibilities that they are being tasked with, like Cassidy said the other night, how can we expect you to elevate to that next level and have those responsibilities if we do put you in a top six role? Yeah, so if they do this and they have the third line take take out the top lines you know, that they're playing against, are you confident enough that the top six can score enough? Because that's all I'm hearing. All mm-hmm. I'm hearing is depth scoring, scoring, scoring. They haven't looked good, I don't think, the last two games defensively. Now, last game, no, not, last game nobody played that, yep. that mattered. Um, sorry, Jake Bischoff. Uh, William Carlson played. He, pl- he played the last game <laughs> yeah. um, defensively, <laughs> defensively. But are you confident that they can get enough scoring from the top six if they, you know, if they do this with the third line? I don't know. I, I think they're going to struggle in the beginning of the year as they kind of transition your mindset with the system. It's not necessarily like all the new checks and plays that you have to do. It's the amount of time being spent in the defensive zone. Like this is a team that is so used to getting the puck up and out and on the rush so quickly. But can you play? the more defensive style of hockey, the more grinder type that is more indicative of Bruce Cassidy, especially his time in Boston. And there's so much of the confidence of this team and their ability to score based on playing their certain way. So can they make this adjustment and find ways to generate momentum themselves outside of getting those scoring chances by just doing barnstorming hockey? That it's, it's a huge question. I think it'll take a lot longer than people are probably thinking, but ultimately this is what the regular season is for. It's not about getting first seed. It's about getting a, a ticket to the dance and having the the practice to be able to go through the different style of hockey in those playoffs because you're going to play much better hockey with a Bruce Cassidy system than they, what they were last year. This is going to be an ugly first month. I, I probably agree yeah, with you. This is going to be brutal. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we yeah. just need to not freak out because they're not Stanley no, Cup or bust right out. now. No, okay, people, it's okay. Be. What do you mean they're not Stanley Cup or bust? Let's just, like I said, it's a Foley's change of the mentality. We don't to need one. to score six goals. Like, just, just change it down. Don't get your brain moving so quickly and just calm down. What about not allowing seven? That would be probably or a good idea. 53 shots. That'd probably be a good 53 idea. 53 shots, yes. Maybe, like, don't just skate around endlessly <laughs> in the defensive zone and cover your area. Like, the exact specifications that they've gone through but once things start getting out of hand it's harder and harder for you to stick to those habits you just revert to what you've done before so are you, are you happy that bruce cassidy has no filter yes yes i <laughs> yes. think it's necessary I, and and just based off of the, this team's psychological makeup i think that that brash accountability is necessary first month's going to be ugly all right jeff erickson <laughs> is going to join the show in just a couple of minutes from rotowire 69187 that is our text line if you've got fantasy football questions type espn whatever your question is and send it to 69187 and jeff erickson will help you out some guys are aliens visiting from another planet and that's just the reality of it man in the national football league man you got to respect all these guys right they're all freaky but some guys are even freaky in our setting and he's just one of those guys. He always has been since he came out of A&M. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. If you've got fantasy football questions, you can text them in now. The text line is 69187. Preface your message with ESPN. Type whatever your question is and send it to 69187. Jeff Erickson from Roto-Wire is joining us now. And Jeff will help you out. 
Uh, Jeff, I want to start with tonight's game. No Jonathan Taylor, Javante Williams, Torres ACL. Are you playing Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, Mike Boone, Melvin Gordon? Like, which of these guys do you actually want to put in your lineup? Um, I, I would say if you're in a pinch, Gordon and Hines, um, and that's about it. I, I think I, I'm, I'm the guy that lost Javante Williams in a lot of leagues, and I wasn't too aggressive on the replacements, uh, in part because Gordon was already rostered everywhere, uh, and Hines was rostered on all but one of my 20 leagues. So, uh, you know, it really wasn't going to go that crazy over Deion Jackson or uh, Mike Boone. Uh, it, it's it's great to have that as a possibility in case they take over. I mean, Melvin Gordon has fumble fingers right now, so we'll see if that changes. Uh, but I'm not really enthused about either. Jeff, uh, Tampa Bay is interesting because Godwin and Brady are both uh, questionable. Although Brady threw 50 passes last week, so assuming he'll play, uh, what do you th- what are your feelings on Godwin right now? He's, these injuries keep creeping up. Yeah, that, that's been an issue for him the last couple of years. I mean, I remember uh, about two and a half years ago where the, the severe uh, hamstring injury, uh, groin injury, ended his season, uh, and that that, w- that we was in the midst of a great season. Uh, fantastic player, talented, uh, has a hard time staying on the field. But what happened when he got uh, injured a little bit last week? He came back into the game. I like seeing that. He had a pretty heavy target volume. Um, he's the healthier of the two options between he and Julio Jones. Uh, of course, that means Mike Evans is going to be heavily targeted again this week against Atlanta. All right, first question from our text line, 69187. If you have fantasy football questions, send them there, and Jeff Erickson will answer them for you. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, or Cam Akers? Um, I would go Melvin Gordon in that that case there. Yeah, uh, I had to pause the thing about it there. Edmonds is losing snaps to Raheem Mostert, and that scares me just a little bit there. So, um even though Edmonds has scored the last couple of weeks, most are getting more of the snaps. We have a Godwin question, Godwin or uh, Gabe Davis, and I assume that they're asking that because they're not worried. They're worried about Godwin's health and Gabe Davis's health, for that matter, yeah. too. He's been dealing with a sore ankle. Uh, I'm going Godwin. No bye week for the Saints or the Vikings that just played in London last weekend. The Saints host the Seahawks, and the Vikings have the Bears. Who's a more must-start QB at this point, Kirk Cousins or Geno Smith? <laughs> you know, Kirk Cousins, uh, I like the home matchup this week for him. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, Geno Smith is it was a perfect storm against the uh, Lions last week. I think Lions and Seahawks defenses both are kind of tickets to the carnival. Uh, and it was just it was a perfect storm. We should have been more on that when it, uh, when they were before they were matching up against each other. But uh, on a regular basis, I'm going to be starting Cousins over Geno. Uh, if you're not a believer in Geno still, is that offense good enough to believe in Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf as high-end players? Well, especially sometimes when you get a quarterback like Geno or even in other cases, you know, especially last year when he took over for Russell when Russell hurt his thumb, um, they look for one receiver a lot. DK Metcalf's stats with Geno last year were actually better than they were when Russell came back, um, in part because Wilson came back too soon, in part because I think Wilson would spread the ball around a little bit more, whereas I think Geno Smith looks to Metcalf a lot. And why wouldn't you? you when you see what he did to Okuda last week, you got to be impressed. As far as Penny goes, I like him for as long as he's healthy. I mean, I think when he's healthy, he's a very talented, startable back in this league. Six nine one eight seven is the text line. Uh, we got a typo here, so I'm assuming this is Jamal Agnew or Tyler Boyd. Um, watch to see if Zay Jones is going to play for the Jags. Uh, when Jones was out, Agnew played the slot, and they actually ran some plays specifically for him. Uh, hence the two touchdowns last week. Otherwise, I think he's kind of a novelty play. I think Boyd, generally speaking, is who I'd rather have week to week.
Do you drop Tua if you have him on your team? Uh, if you're in a one quarterback league, I think it's fine if you do. I, I'm not, I, I mean, the thing is, I think he could still be very good when you have those two great wideouts there, put that so much speed around him. But we don't know when he's going to come back. And I think the Dolphins are going to take extra care, uh, precautions, take all the care in the world before bringing him back uh, after what happened. So, yeah, I could see it. If you need the roster spot um, uh, and you don't want to hold on to him, because the, fa- the fact is in, one, most QB league, in one QB leagues, you're going to find somebody on the waiver wire anyhow. Chris Olave or DK Metcalf? Uh, wow. First world problem. Um, I would look at, I, I think I'd go Metcalf, but both are in my top 20 this week. 69187, that's the text line. Preface your message with ESPN. Quarterback question, Trevor Lawrence, Teddy Bridgewater, or Matt Stafford? And this is one of those uh, questions you wouldn't be asking at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence, home game against the uh, Texans. The Jaguars get well this week. Uh, another one from our text line. They say it's a half-point PPR. Um Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, Dalvin Cook, Justin <laughs> Herbert uh, says he can start three of them. Was Herbert the last one? There? Yeah, uh, two running backs in a super flex spot, I believe, okay, is what he's Her- saying. Well, he Herbert, obviously, you're going to start. Um, Dalvin Cook and, uh, sorry, there's too many good names. And James Robinson. <laughs> James Robinson is going to go off this week against the Texans. Is, is Alvin Kamara going to be good at all the rest of the season? Probably, but when we can when we can uh, use him, it's going to be spotty. I think this is a pretty good week against Seattle if he's healthy. Uh, but you know the usage pattern has changed. Uh, you know they don't have an, a prime in his prime Mark Ingram anymore to complement and take the between the tackles run. Kamara's getting more of those. He's getting fewer targets, uh, and, he's not, and then you, you don't get the payoff at the goal line because then you got Taysom Hill lighting up Twitter for us every time he touches the ball. Wait, Jared, ask your question. Dawson Knox or Taysom Hill at tight end? <laughs> uh, Dawson Knox, and I'm not thrilled about it. Uh, Neither am I. <laughs> 69187 is our text line. Uh, another one on some running backs, including Naheem Hines playing tonight. Naheem Hines or J.K. Dobbins? Uh, go Dobbins, although, you know, watch today's practice reports because uh, Dobbins was a little banged up in practice. But his uh, teammate, uh, Justice Hill, is also banged up and probably won't play this week. So Dobbins could get a pretty heavy share. They uh, are getting Gus Edwards back at some point in the near future. What happens in that backfield for the rest of the season? I think it's, uh, you know, it's the usual timeshare that we've always seen with Ravens running backs. They like to have a lot of them out there on the field. You know, they don't have a whole lot of depth at that wide receiver. So they throw to their backs a little bit more. They run the ball a little bit more. That's the payoff there. So you're just hoping that Lamar opens up rushing lanes for the running backs. Tobbins, uh, since coming back, has quietly built up his uh, snap share. I think he's going to be a pretty usable guy most of the season. What team's offense are you most worried about production uh, this weekend? Rams. Uh, I, 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 I'm worried about them for this weekend and for the future because, you know, I invested a lot in Stafford. I have a lot of Allen Robinson in my league. Uh, I wish I had more Cooper Cup, but. Cup's the only bankable player right now, and that offensive line is really struggling. Uh, Andrew Whitworth retired, and they thought they could replace him pretty readily, and that hasn't been the case. Uh, Not only that, I think Stafford's elbow is an issue. Remember, guys, when uh, and Lindsay, remember when uh, he had the injection, pain-killing injection in his elbow during training camp, wasn't practicing a lot. Like, okay, he'll be fine for the regular season. I don't think he's fine. I think he's uh, playing compromised right now. You like Cousins' uh, home field advantage. What about Cousins versus Brady? Because Brady's at home against the team you'd think he'd do well. I like Brady better. 
69187 is the text line. Another one at wide receiver, Brandon Cooks or Jerry Judy? Um, I'm going to go Cooks. They're both in my 20s. I have Cooks at 24 and Judy at 27 in my rankings. Uh, here's another Dawson Knox one. Uh, Dawson Knox or Will Disley? Oh, man. Will Disley is 12 targets on the year, so three targets a week. <laughs> but he has 12 catches and three touchdowns. Hey. So, uh, I actually have... Uh, Disley one spot ahead of Knox in my rankings. Uh, six nine one eight seven is the text line. Marquise Brown or Curtis Samuel? Samuel, uh, Marquise Brown in this one here. A lot of volume for Brown. Uh, I had a question about the Raiders. Josh Jacobs had twenty eight carries last week, and I think he's getting like a, a big share of the uh, passing work as well. Do you think that keeps up, or are the Raiders eventually going to start giving more work to some of the other running backs? Uh, I don't think they trust him or why. I don't think, uh, and Brandon Bolden's been banged up a little bit here and there, so I think that's cut down on some of the snaps that would go in the passing game. I think they have to scale Jacobs back just a little bit, uh, but he's a feature back again. He's a top 20 back, maybe a top 15 back. 69187 is the text line. we got a chance for a couple of more questions here. Um, Romeo Dubs or Jerry Judy? Uh, Jerry Judy in this case. Uh, And then the last one here, Tony Pollard or Travis Etienne? Uh, Travis Etienne, but it's, it's close. The thing is, Etienne has definitely lost a lot of snap share to uh, James Robinson, but Pollard, at the same time, hasn't taken over that backfield. Like, I think a lot of people have projected, wish-casted, as the case may be. Uh, neither are great starts, although I, I like Etienne's matchup a lot better. Well, he is Jeff Erickson from RotoWire, answering your fantasy football questions every Thursday. Jeff, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, so there is Jeff Erickson on the weekend of fantasy football and every Thursday he'll be here to answer your questions. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into some NFL as we get Denver and Indianapolis on Thursday night football. I just can't say enough about how his play, what it possibly has done for this team this season and to give us a chance to sit here after these last three ball games and maybe have the opportunity we've got uh, for the rest of the year. It's amazing and it's, it's far more than I could have ever expected. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Thursday night football, Denver and Indy. All right, either of these teams making the playoffs? Does anybody believe in either of these teams as a playoff team? Eh, Indy still has an outside chance, but they keep getting in their own way. Denver at 2-2 two and two doesn't have an outside chance? Too tough of a division. I picked them preseason to finish fourth. Well, I, it, just it's just bad. give us some time to ferment, okay? It might be a bad nice fine division. wine that needs to be aged, okay? Remember we, we said yesterday, not as good as it was. Not yeah. as good as we thought. It's a bad it's a Mountain West. Not but as you still have thought. the Chiefs in it. So, like, ultimately, that brings up the basement at least a couple right. of points. Okay. So, let me ask it to you this way. Loser of this game, are they done? Yeah. If the Colts are 1-3-1 and yeah. one with a yeah. loss? Well, just like if yeah. the Colts lose again and you're losing to the Broncos after the Broncos lost to the Raiders, it's just like, don't you just give up on yourself personally hey, at that hey, point? Hey, Denver's 2-2. Two and two. I know that. If but they we, win, but they're 3-2. There, there's two. there's yeah. things on they're paper and then spot. there's things in reality, Tyler. Like, we all know on what kind of reality. team Denver is. And Indy, you can still be resuscitated. I mean, I'm pretty sure Indy is, even if they lose, they're Still only like a game back because it's the AFC South. Yeah. Jacksonville can't play well in bad weather. Like they still got to figure out things with T-Law. Like he's got things to grow through. Jared makes the best point. It's just the divisions are different. 
It's yeah. this is this is the new Division NFC East. How dare you? Oh, it's worse How than the you? NFC East, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there were years where the NFC East was genuinely oh, like all it eight, takes is one years. team to be good. You just need two teams to be yeah. good to be a good division. We, there's only four teams. I know so, that, yeah. but I'm just saying that's how quickly it flips. Like everybody always says, well, the Cowboys are going to be good, but then the Eagles are going to all of a sudden it's like a, the best division in the NFC. That's not true. It could be. They're all three and one. Just give it time. Oh, I will. Something's ferment in the, the last Yeah, years, Kirk will have to play in prime time. Yeah, if Kirk, yeah. the buzzsaw cousins, shows up on prime time <laughs> night, there's going to be bills to pay. But if it's during the day against Chicago. He's going to throw five touchdowns this week. You know right. it. You know yeah. Justin Jefferson's going to be going. <laughs> He's going to have ah, at least three You this know week. it, 100%. <laughs> so here's uh, what I'm kind of curious to see what happens. Do they actually give Melvin Gordon the ball? Because uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not if you don't want him to fumble. He's like, it's like dating back to last year or whatever, the league leader in fumbles at the running back position. This year, he had the goal line fumble against Seattle when they lost that game. He obviously had the fumble against the Raiders that got returned for a touchdown. And when Javante Williams got hurt against the Raiders, they went to Mike Boone more than they went to Melvin yeah, Gordon. Did he go back in the game that. after I think that? He, I think he did eventually, but it was like for two or three drives, it was Mike Boone. And I feel like this is like a Papa Roach scenario. Yeah. It's like last resort. The only reason why they're going to go to him at this point, like he has to earn back the trust. But has Mike Boone earned? Like that's the other part. It's not like he's, it's, right. He's not battling with Javante Williams anymore. It's Mike Boone, and they signed Latavius Murray from the Saints practice. He's line. a great player. So I'm I'm fascinated to see because the the like the number one thing you can't afford your running back to do is fumble, fumble the ball. Correct. Like of all the, the things they minus. can't do, yes, is fumble the ball, and that's been his number one issue. To where would they actually give Mike Boone whatever seventy percent of the carries or something like that? I have to imagine. With Javante Williams out for the year, they're going to give Melvin Gordon the chance that he's going to be the starting running yeah, back. Yeah, he's going to be the starter. He's going to get the majority of the carries. But what happens if he fumbles in the he second quarter? He gets cut. Like, I guarantee you, if he fumbles again this week, <laughs> I'll call it. I think he gets cut. If he fumbles, but the Broncos recover it. I, I just, uh, I don't know if you're, my coach always talked about that everybody had a certain amount of debt, like credit card debt. Like if you weren't showing up to class on time, if you weren't doing the extra stuff in the locker room, you were building up a debt that you're going to have to eventually pay off. He doesn't have a whole lot of credit. To Is this the right same now. situation where you guys had to put money in a pot? And no, you that big... was kangaroo court. That, that was, was different. Court. There, was, was there this was a metaphorical <laughs> okay. credit not system, right. not the real one for the parties. <laughs> the kangaroo co- yeah. pot for the uh, parties. Yeah. That you yep. Had. Yep. Were, were the best players able to live with more debt than the worst players? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Did the coach make that clear? Explicitly? No. But you know, it's it was more about how are you acting away from the ice, and is that enabling you to? basically make good on any opportunity that we're going to give you in the game right. as well. And so there's just, he's not getting it done on the field. So he better be in there at five in the morning, watching all of the tape, helping clean out the water bottles. I remember the, the <laughs> assistant's name, all that stuff. You make sure that they, <laughs> that you know, everything possible. Are you suggesting the building. that Melvin Gordon needs to do laundry? Hey, if it to, helps, the, if it helps the boat run more smoothly, I think part of the ship, around, part like, of the crew, the ball to his hands. Didn't he? I thought, Somebody had a report that he did like he was. There's a college player that was doing that where he was walking around campus with a ball in his hand a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I read something like that. I think somebody had a report saying Melvin Gordon specifically was working on ball handling drills so he wouldn't lose the ball. 
before the Raiders game. But that's always what happens. And when you start focusing on it, then it, it just keeps happening. There has <laughs> to be snowballs. like some it's sort of like head. curse. There, there has to be like yeah. an exorcism mm. or something. Just like Shaq making all of his free throws in practice. Yeah. Yeah. He did? That's what people would say is that he made like he would he'd just yeah. sit there and yeah. he just. Charles Barkley swish, had a swish. great stroke on the range. It was great. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, I don't think that was ever true. Hey, it's all about pressure. I think he's just broken there. Um, but on the other side, the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, yeah, what's the point? Which means Naheem Hines is potentially their number one running back. However, they just elevated this morning Philip Lindsay Phillip from Lindsay. the practice. a great last name, former guys. Eh, debatable. Yeah. Um, spelling, though. Former Bronco. He is. He had a thousand yard season as an undrafted yeah. free agent with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he ended up with the Texans last year, got cut from Houston and was on the practice squad in Indy. I have a weird feeling that Philip Lindsay is going to have the most rushing yards in this game of any running back saves their season. And it would be quite funny to they me. They go two one. They would, they'd be what? Two, 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 and two, one. two and one. Yeah. I think, I think Frank Reich's booty's getting a little warm. I don't think Ursay's oh, getting really pissed. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, Ursay was, was pissed at Carson Wentz. That's true. Yeah. Or just like and all the articles that were written about the offseason about yeah. that plane ride home from Jacksonville. Right. Oh, my God. And if you, as an owner, if you're like, okay, Carson Wentz sucked. We screwed up there. Yep. We got you, Phillip Rivers. If you suck again. Like, Matt you Ryan. Can't yes. just, right? You got Matt no, Ryan. They, they, I mean, yeah, Matt they Ryan, had Matt success Ryan. with Sorry. Phil Rivers. Going to the wrong. Yeah, I'm going backwards yeah. in time. So but forwards in that's time. That's also part of the problem is management keeps giving me some busted ass right. quarterbacks. Well, this, is, this is Andrew Luck, right? They put it all in the middle and then he retired that and then like everything got screwed up. Ago. I know that. It's their fault that they haven't adjusted, <laughs> but you could say that it goes all the way back to this. They let Jacoby Brissett leave. Why? But like at some point, you've got to, if you're the Colts, you got to look at it. Right. We can't keep giving Frank Reich. A different quarterback. It's clearly not just. They the have quarterback. to suck. They have to suck for a year, and they draft suck a good quarterback. Luck. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It was all we had it all figured out. And then they didn't invest in the offensive line, and they screwed themselves. It's gonna be so. I Frank Reich's probably getting fired. This yes, hundred percent. No. Yes. Because they're in this division. They're probably not yeah. going to the playoffs. You're gonna lose to Dougie P in a well, visor. Are you kidding me? Hey, it's the best team in the division. I still know. With Jared, I still think the Colts have a better chance than the Broncos. Yeah. Why? Okay, I think Nathaniel Hackett's an idiot. Why am I, every time I come in this show and we talk about the Broncos, I have to, like, defend them and be like, they're not that bad, guys. They are bad. I don't know. They're, they're not. not, the they're not they good. are bad. I know, they're, 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 they're bad. Wes Ride isn't taking. They had a re- wants to go riding. I don't even think they're good. And you know what the coach is. I don't even think they're good, but you guys treat them like, oh, that's a four-win team. I just I if saw they them beat live. The Colts tonight, they're three and two. I, <sighs> I saw them live. And it was not good. <laughs> I don't think they're good either. In the flash. Hackett's made like four of the worst decisions in the NFL this year. But they're still not awful.